Welcome to the Express Soul Health and Wellness Podcast. In each episode, you'll learn from experts about the best practices and technologies to live a happier, healthier, and hopefully a longer life. Here is your host, Claudia Erdinola. The holistic approach to menopause. That is the subject of our podcast today with Dr. Dave Rosensweet. Dr. Rosensweet has dedicated all of his professional career to the research on human hormones, but especially on female hormones. So menopause is his specialty. And today we're going to learn with Dr. Rosensweet in how all of these preventive measurements for menopause, such as bioidentical hormone replacement therapies, are crucial to preserve our bone density, our muscle density, how we can prevent conditions such as osteoporosis, mental conditions such as Alzheimer's, dementia, and um, many others. So with him, we're going to learn all of that. And especially, we're going to see very incredible data on how other conditions in human health can be prevented through the right approach, individual approach to um, those conditions such as menopause. So if this is something that is of your interest, please subscribe to our podcast right here and hit the notification button as well. Uh, Visit our social media outlets and follow us in all of those. We appreciate very much your feedback. So a five-star review will help us to get our content out there for a lot more people to see. Here is Dr. Dave. Rosensweet. Also, check out our sponsors as we have great discounts for our listeners. And follow us in our social media outlets. We really appreciate your support. Thank you. Okay, Dr. Rosensweet. So it's so good to have you here on an Express All Health and Wellness Podcast. You have been practicing medicine for more than half a century and specializing on the medicine of menopause. So for our audience out there, please tell us what is exactly menopause. Hi, Claudia. It's good to be with you. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to have you here. Menopause is an unusual word. It usually refers to the time when women's period stops. But why I say it's unusual is men and women are Peak hormonal output is at the age of 20, plus or minus a couple of years, and we decline. And these hormones are so powerful, they're the most powerful biochemicals in our body, that as they decline, there are losses. And when women notice them the most commonly is when their period stops. That's a big loss, the ovaries stop working. But the declines not only are important prior to the cessation of the period, but the decline never stops. So to call one thing menopause, it's really, we want to talk about the whole time. It is a period of time. So during that time, let's say some of the symptoms start getting more um, obvious, let's say in the, in the human body of the women. So, can we say that that premenopausal period is basically the warning uh, times when we should be paying really attention to that decline of our hormones and assessing um, those deficiencies on time? Maybe we're preventing a lot of uh, problems in the future. Is that a correct assessment? That's the ideal. And yet I, I believe that whenever a woman decides it's time, even if she's in her 70s or 80s, it can make a big difference. But you're naming the most important time because if you start early and you start uh, replenishing early, you're much better off. But any time is good. So in your practice, you receive um, women in all ages or is it something specific that you say, okay, now like with this uh, new era where all the information is more available to all of us, uh, maybe women are listening and earlier all, all of the symptoms and they're visiting when they're younger. Is that happening in your practice? Yeah. 
Yeah, the most common thing is I pick up a woman in for consultation when she's getting symptoms. Correct. But women are getting more and more information, and the best case is when the earlier than that in the perimenopause, when a woman's in her thirties, even, and she's starting to get subtle symptoms of hormonal decline. That's the best time, and that's when we start to see women. Um, Wow. Ages. Yeah. At the age of 30s, that's pretty early. So what would be those subtle symptoms that you're mentioning on the 30s, early 40s that women should be looking for? It's mood, sleep, breast tenderness, irritability, loss of energy, weight gain. Those are some of the more early signs. Like estrogen and progesterone, for example, they decline at the age of 20. They start declining. But progesterone can decline earlier and deeper than estrogen. And even though estrogen is at a low level, it stimulates and it, its symptoms of overstimulation can predominate. So a woman gets breast tenderness or PMS when she hasn't had it for 10 years, 15 years. So this so is interesting because a lot of women, doc, they, they feel like some of those symptoms may be normal and, and maybe they're not. We're just accustomed that we sometimes during the month we're moody or, or we feel tenderness on the breast or we don't sleep as well. But it is really, I mean, I love this conversation right now because for those of my audience out there, hey, listen at your body. Maybe not normal that you're not sleeping well. It's not normal that you're feeling tenderness in your breast. It's not normal you're getting moodier than other times, especially if you pass 30, you know, it's time to go and consult. And especially this is unbelievable. I always thought it was later, like in ladies like me on the 50s, but wow. You girls in the 30s out there, listen at this conversation because this is shocking news. You should be checking your hormones right now. And, you know, we describe all this in a book that I wrote for women. And you, your audience can download a PDF version of that for free from your website. I your wanted to talk about your book is, is the, the Happy Hormones. Is the book Happy Healthy Hormones, correct? Tell us a little bit about your book now that we're talking about that, because we're going to go back to those symptoms and, and, and the more granular information about menopause. But tell us about the book since we mentioned. Well, when I started out in 1992, there was very little information and very little. There was very little teaching. And my thought was, if I teach women what I know, we can team it. So if women know a little bit about the symptoms and a little bit about how to address the symptoms and we team it together, I'll figure it out. So the first edition of the book was really so that I could team the process with women. And then women started telling me that the book was valuable. It helped them. Um, you name the most important thing. It's for a woman to find someone who's specializing in menopause. But if you can't do that, you can learn a little bit and do it with a friendly healthcare provider. Doctor, we are in the age of information. Information is power. Channels such as this, people are driving to the schools, to the kids. They are going to work. They're going doing chores to go to buy groceries. They're listening to the podcast. They are learning from, you know, especially social yourself. We're giving here valuable information about menopause, how to prevent it, how to get ahead of the curve, not letting this, you know, process of decay of our hormones take us for by surprise. We can prevent. And you're here to let us know how to do it and how to be successful. Because as you said, I mean, it's all about happy hormones. It's like, if we don't have those hormones in check, we're not happy. And where you can really tell the difference, Claudia, is it with a woman who's 70 or 80 and she's been on hormones her whole menopausal life. These women feel different. They look different. And the part that you don't see is they preserve their bones. 
and they protect their arteries and they protect their brain. So these hormones are so powerful and they're so, they matter so much. But, you know, I, I walk down the street, I can tell you every woman, whether she's on hormones or not, because. How you, how you do that? You can tell by the body position, for example, if they are too curvy or, or too depleted, you can see how, how well, is you that? Can and... see, you could, I could show you how to do it in a minute. In fact, if you just ask yourself, is that woman on hormones? She looks like she's in her 60s, but she looks younger. She, her skin looks good. She's got a lot of life energy and vibrancy. You can almost, you'd it be able to do it start asking the question, are they on hormones or not? <laughs> it is, it makes a difference. And I'm, I'm, I, I started this channel because of my personal experience. In 2015, I almost died. You know, I got, I got some tumors that grew on my uterus and ripped my uterus from inside out, bleed overnight. When I was taken to the hospital, I was almost dead. Um, but I recovered. I mean, it took, it was a long recovery, but it, it, it made me think so much in how can I, what can I do to take control of my health? So because of that, I entered in the, in the menopause, you know, prematurely, and I had to go into the bioidenticals. The difference on having them or not have them is day and night. I mean, it, it is the happiness of this house, let's say that. And I know from many of my friends that are in, 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 in the same of treatment that I am, they, they can tell. It's not only a uh, description of happiness as a broad concept, it is also the, the mental clarity, the physical performance, the sleeping quality, the quality of the intimacy everything ed is in the same combination but something that i want to talk to you about this is very much of a concern and it is about the prevention of the osteoporosis because as of right now we have stats here in the states they say that about 10 million women are suffering for osteoporosis as we speak and 54 million more are in decline on the bone density, which put them in the high risk of get um, osteoporosis. It is osteoporosis preventable through hormone replacement therapy treatments. Absolutely. These hormones wow. are so strong and they affect so many different things. And it's almost a guarantee that when a woman loses her estrogen, she's going to start losing her bones big time. Estrogen plays into the health of bones big. So does a woman's testosterone. So does a woman's thyroid. And if you start early, you can prevent osteoporosis by proper hormone treatment. And even if you have osteopenia or osteoporosis and you get on a hormone treatment, you've got a really good chance of recovering that bone or at least stabilizing the loss. And you're naming I mean, as a senior medical student in 1968, an expert on old people, a gerontologist, was lecturing to us senior medical students. And they said, you know, you senior medical students, you know thousands of diagnoses. Let me tell you what's happening to old people. They're losing their muscles. They can't walk with stability. They fall and they fracture their osteoporotic bones and they die. You wanna do something for old people? Help them with their muscles and their bones. You're absolutely right. All of this awareness through the information, bringing experts such as yourself. I have heard experts of movement last week. We need to start moving more. Unfortunately, during the times that, uh, the years that we have COVID, the fear made the people stay at home. Fortunately for us here in Florida, we did have the option to go outside and get on, on the beaches and, and, you know, go, go and, and ride the bikes. And, but for many people, that wasn't an option because they were, um, the mandates were to stay home. And it was very sad because that, that didn't help. But for the older people, I, I will say, Doc, all of this uh, uh, preserving the, the, the mass on, on the muscle, the muscle mass and the bone is so important. We have seen, and I, I, I have, I'm an engineer. I love data. 
And this is the way that I talk to people. There are studies confirming the importance of preserving the muscle mass and the bone density. So for us ladies that we're going through these hormonal changes that affecting us more than men on the, on the muscle and, and the, and the bone mass, we need to get ahead of this curve with the, the menopause. We need to get it fast and, and, and just do interventions quick and go for it. And, and, you know, we need to normalize this, this thing, just not only to be happy is only to be older and happy as Can we, I as interject, we Jack, something here. Yes. Um, exercise is so crucial. You know, it. everybody knows it, but you cannot preserve your muscles unless you have adequate hormones for women. The hormone I'm talking about is testosterone. Every woman loses her testosterone too. And if there's a misconception, testosterone is not a male hormone. It's a human hormone. And what gets women and men into nursing homes and assisted living facilities is they can't walk well. They get into walkers. Okay, they can still stay at home with a walker, but then they lose so much muscle because of loss of testosterone that they can't, they have to go to a wheelchair. And when women lose their testosterone, the muscle that holds up the bladder and the uterus, that also fails, so they have to get into adult diapers. So what you, the, the biggest thing to keep women and men out of nursing homes is testosterone. Testosterone. A human wow. hormone, not a male hormone, it's a human hormone. That so is a great distinction. is about testosterone and estrogen and progesterone. So a person that comes to your consultation, a lady like me, I come to see you. What is the first assessment to find out what are the deficiencies on, on the hormones for that person? Well, we have an app and we have a questionnaire and the questionnaire is extensive. But by the time I read that questionnaire in your presence, I know what's going on pretty much. It's pretty obvious. The hormones are so strong that for most women, the symptoms are so strong. They are. And if you're not having a period anymore, we know for sure there's extremely low estrogen and progesterone and usually testosterone. So the next step that's so important is we'd like to do a little basic blood testing, but we don't test hormones. If you're not having a period, we don't need to, to test your hormone levels. We know what they are. No waste of money. And we start women on programs, but we individualize it. Every woman is different. And it's not, it's no big deal to someone who's well-trained. You just individualize the estrogens, the progesterone, the testosterone to find the balance that's best for her body. And that's not a hard process. And then once we get a woman where the woman says, oh my God, I feel myself again. I feel good. Then we do hormonal testing with 24-hour urine hormone testing 100% of the time, just to make sure that they're in the, the best zone possible for their individual body. The levels the are process, right. That's great. That's the process. It takes an hour in the first consultation and several additional consultations to help adjust the dosages. And by three months, Plus or minus a month, most women are dialed into their optimal levels. You mentioned something that I want to get deep into it, which is the personalized approach to treatment. And that, what you said, is absolutely true. Every woman is a different individual. And we need a, a treatment that is tailored designed specifically for each of us problem deficiencies. So in that case, um, I would like to ask you two questions right now. For the people listening at us, um, we're talking about hormonal replacement therapy, but where are the distinctions between regular hormones and bioidentical hormones? That's the first question. And the second question is if the bioidenticals have to be design and tailor for that person specifically, we're talking about compounding pharmacies and the importance of those. So for my first question, 
what are the differences between the regular uh, hormones that you know the the, the regular uh, healthcare system offers versus bioidenticals? Well, for a thousand years, humans have been using hormones. The Chinese had young women collect their urine, dry it out, and the aristocracy used to take the powder residue because there were hormones in there, and young, similar for young men. And then in the 1940s, the pharmaceutical industry, to meet the, the need, started collecting the urine of pregnant horses. There's a lot of urine there, and there's a lot of hormones. The, the estrogens are different, but you know what? It did a lot of good. The women who were on Premarin and Prempro, they did a lot better. Now, that's not something that I've ever written a prescription for. In the 1980s, two friends of mine simultaneously said, we know there's pure hormones out there. And they, they asked their compounding pharmacist, could they find them? They knew there was pure estrogens and pure testosterone and, and because they had showed up in the birth control pills, a version of it. And the compounding pharmacists, these are the pharmacists, well, all pharmacists were compounding pharmacists, all of them, up until recently. And there's 8,500. And what they do is they take the individual hormones and they, they're able to fill the prescriptions the, with the precision that the healthcare provider describes on a prescription. And that allows them to individualize. That allows us, because there's so many different prescriptions, you can't do that with one or two doses. You can't put the combinations together with one or two doses. We need lots of variations because women vary. It's not a problem. So the compounded bioidenticals are the next evolution of greatness. And they're great. And these compounding pharmacists are great. And you as a woman, how many women and men want mediocrity? No, we want, no. To, get it, we want to get it right. We want the to get best. it good. The and best. So the, the state of the art is the compounded bioidenticals. You know, Claudia, I wondered if I could jump to another topic so we don't miss out on it. And you could no. stop me if I'm wrong. No. Still, to this very day, women and men have fear of hormones because of misinformation that came out in 2002. Would you like me to address that? I don't have Absolutely. To. I would love for you to give us clarity on that. This is your platform. We're here to learn with you from your expertise. Very few doctors like yourself have been dedicating their lives to this, to this topic in particular. And we need to get that information from your book, from your lectures, from this podcast, because we need to learn and jump into action because this is preventable. We're talking about longevity. We're talking about quality of life. And when we get in older, uh, the preservation of our brains, our hearts, our bones, our muscles. Yes, we want to learn from you. So just go ahead, Dr. Rosensweet. We'll be delightful to learn. Well, like I said, for a thousand years, women were taking hormones. In 2000, the early 2000s, there was 18 million American women being treated with Premarin and Prempro, the most popular and profitable drug of all times. 40% of the American women in menopause. And then out comes this falsely reported study. It was falsely reported. And it scared people all over. They said that there was a small but insignificant increase in breast cancer. And what the press did, what said was there was an increase in breast cancer. That was not in the report. It was statistically insignificant, but it didn't matter. Once that spread like wildfire, everyone got scared. And every woman I've ever been in consultation with, she has that fear. So I'd like to tell you what the science is. We're all at risk for thousands of diagnoses. I'm a doctor, I know a lot of them. Some of them are not good. We're at risk for hundreds of cancers. And as a male, I have a, a special increased relative risk for prostate cancer, and there's reason for this. Women have a special relative risk, a little higher for breast cancer, there's reasons for it. This is brand new in the history of uh, humanity. 
However, given those risks, the science is this. Women who are treated with hormones are at less risk for breast cancer, heart attack, and stroke than women who are not treated with hormones. That is the science. I cover it in chapter three in my book. Women who've had breast cancer and have had the breast cancer properly treated, they're at an increased relative risk for recurrence than a woman is for ever getting it. But women who've had breast cancer properly treated are at less risk for recurrence if they are treated with hormones than if they are not. That is the science. Amazing. Amazing. And you are absolutely right. It was some um, rush to conclusions in the early 2000s based on those false allegations. And, and, and again, the studies, the thing is that a lot of people that read the studies don't read the small print. And then they rush into, you know, scaring the people. And sadly, because as, as you said, science advanced so much. So what we have today available with these bioidentical hormones is a state-of-the-art um, compounded hormones that are helping millions and are about to help millions if we continue talking about this, uh, you know, awakening of people's understanding of why it's so important. So right now we said we got, we got about 8,000 compounding pharmacies in the U.S., but very few people know that this is possible, that they can have these this, uh, hormones. And again, you see... Um, everywhere in every single wellness center. Uh, oh, we do hormones. We do HDR. We, and they put it, it's Mother's Day. Uh, come to our center. And I saw that I get chills as I saw this advertisement because being so important, the hormones are also extremely delicate. Tell us about it, Dr. Rosensweet, why? women should be going into a treatment with someone who really knows what he's doing. What is the risk of doing it with an amateur or a doctor that does not understand the entire spectrum of the hormones and implications on, on, on treating them wrongly? Even if a doctor has minimal training, and you know, there is no training in medical school. There's very little training in residencies. It's such an unusual field Medicine started developing specializations in the 1990s and even a little before. Neurology, endocrinology, gynecology, surgery. Hormones got stopped cold because of that study. So there's very few people, who, very few professionals who specialize in it. They're afraid that they would harm women. So you're, what you're mentioning is so there's varying degrees of knowledge and skill. There's people advertising, <laughs> but a few of them are good. But a lot of them don't know very much and they don't know what they don't know and they haven't had the proper training. But you know what? If someone does a reasonable job and isn't weird, women are gonna benefit from the hormones. I'm not gonna recommend that, you and I, and probably every single listener and viewer of this podcast, we're going to want it to be well done. Absolutely. We're going to want a good job to be done. So finding someone who's well-trained and specializing this, I hold that to be very important. We had we had uh, doctors in my channel, and we got Dr. Gittleman here in South Florida. Excellent, excellent doctor. And, and, and there we have in the country, people very responsible doing this the right way. And, but I also say that because I do have friends that came to me with horrible, horrible stories that uh, they went through these hormone replacement therapies in such a wellness center or whatever in a corner was. They were doing facials, they offered them and they, and they do it and it was a mistake. They didn't know what to do. They took them totally out of control. So uh, I mean, the good news is that everything, you know, with the right treatment, they are also fine now, but it, it, you know, it was about to find the right practitioner. But let me ask you something else. Look, this is um, very important. And, and again, uh, I, I want to get as much information for our audience as possible on the specifics on, on the hormone replacement therapy. 
we'll say that we uh, the decline of the hormones starting on the 30s. And any time that a woman go and, and, and address the situation and get it, you know, with the hormone replacement therapy that is tailored by the need is good. But as early as the best, I just, I just raising the awareness on the age because it's not, it's, it's in the minds of many out there that in order for us to go to the treatment is because we're old. We need the treatment because we're old. As ladies, all ladies go to the hormone replacement therapist. It's really not true. It is if you're finding your symptoms that are more prevailing at any age after 30, I'll say, go and check your hormones right now. Is that correct? So do you think that that decline on the hormones as earlier as we're seeing it now after the 30s has something to do with environmental um, uh, uh, you know, it's affecting us from the environment, from the style of life, or the food we're consuming. Is that something that can be affecting um, women in early ages getting the hormones, um, you know, out of whack? It, it sure can. And for example, in Florida, there was a scientist that was studying alligators because they saw that the birth rate had declined and they saw that the alligators were getting sexually ambivalent and the males were getting small penises and low sperm counts. And they traced it to a pollution in the water supply of the alligators. And Montreal, um, they tested their water supply and they had way too much estrogen in there. It, it was becoming from the urine of women who were on birth control pills because the hormones are, come out in the urine. And there's hormone disruptors. You you know this because that's why you're asking Plastics. the question. These herbicides and pesticides that are in our food, what, of all things in the world that they could be troublesome for, they mess with the hormones. They, they, they link up with the hormone receptor sites and throw a woman into a hormonal disarray. So there's many factors here. And it really speaks to clean breathing, clean water, clean eating, organic foods. Uh, it really is driving us towards healthy habits. Or we, this, these are big things. That's, I'm sure that's why you're bringing it up because they are big issues. They are. And right now, um, actually, we, we kind of like are being forced to get different uh, protocols to detox because it is kind of like everywhere. It's very difficult for us to isolate ourselves from the pollutants. It is in plastics, it's in the food we eat, it's in the, it isn't everywhere around us. Um, so kind of like we, we have to do some of the protocols to detox ourselves from those toxins and addressing as well the hormone imbalances. I am a big advocate of uh, uh, the saunas, taking the saunas, frequent use of saunas every night. I have one in my house. Here as we speak in the back of this computer and camera, I have a gym. It is in my garage and I have my sauna and I go there every night with my husband. He's 75 and he's in the best shape ever. I, I can't believe the way he looks and feels, but it's because it has been, you know, a continuation of, of healthy eating, exercising, I mean, weight management, all of that and saunas hormone replacement therapy we both do. So it is, a, let's say, a combination of many things, and we have talked about those things here on my podcast. But let me ask you something else. About the menopause method, you are the creator of the menopause method. Tell us about that. What is the menopause method? Well, I think it's a funny term we use, method, because all I did was pay very, very close attention to what worked and what was natural and what was good science. And anyone who would explore it, I think would come up with the same method. But I think some of the features are, we individualize each woman. We have an organic oils base. The safest and most effective way to administer estrogen is in by, to, uh, by skin, to put it, put it on your skin. It's called topical application. And the creams and gels we learned 20 years ago are strong solvents. 
And here I was detoxifying women and men, and at the same time asking them to put on a hormone that had a strong solvent in it. So my son and I, we went on to uh, invent and develop and get patents on an organic oils way to administer these. So we dispensed the compounded bioidentical hormones in an organic oils base. And then to really do excellent work, I'm just giving you some of the features. 24-hour urine hormone test at this time is essential, not other testing. When you go to assess a woman's hormone levels, and we, we only test women when they say, oh, I feel so much better. <laughs> then we test because 75% of those women will be close, but not in the best, best zone to protect their bones, to protect their vagina, to protect their arteries. And some women are going to be on a little bit too much that can overstimulate breast glandular tissue. So we have a very specific zone that I derive from the medical literature and common sense. And so the, men the menopause method, and we also uh, treat men, is got several different features. And it's a process of arriving over time, the individual balance for each woman. It has the organic oils in it. It has 24-hour urine hormone testing in it. Those are some of the features, individualization. And it's topical. Basically, it's not injectable, it's topical. Well, it's topical for estrogen and testosterone. Every Got woman it. needs testosterone. Yes. Progesterone, we can either do topical or oral. Oral progesterone is safe and good. Okay. And DHEA, we happen to do it topical, but it can also be done orally. DHEA, but, but the estrogen yes. and the testosterone, which are so critical... They need to be topical. This is great. So basically you're bringing the, the and that's why the testing, because you really want to, to find that sweet spot of balance. It's not over the top hormones, it's not decreasing. It's just that the really good sweet spot when that person is in balance is what I describe. I feel myself. You said it earlier. I feel great. I'm an engineer. Oh my gosh. I can't deal with fog, mental fog, or it's just horrible. I didn't feel good myself as a professional. And I work a professional job as engineer. And before I started my treatment, I was feeling mental fog. It was not the same. And I was, I was concerned because this is a competitive uh, a field of, of profession and, and you have to be sharp. You need to understand the plans and numbers, you know, it's, it's just very demanding mentally. And that was one thing that I noticed like day and night. It was just like, it is clear to me that my mind is clear. I can understand. I remember I can function. It was perfect the mood, the way that I was feeling, not overexcited, nor de depressed, just me. Just as Claudia, as I know her since, you know, in my 20s, happy, optimistic, just doing, you know, focus. So many, many things that really I can, I mean, physical performance, I mean, obviously the building of the muscle is very important and everything else, but Something that I, 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 I think, uh, as a right now, I would like, uh, for you to, to help us to understand as well is these treatments are basically nor, nor like episodic. Once we start in the hormone replacement therapy with bioidenticals, we continue. This is not something that we, we stop. Correct, doc? Well, no one would want to. Anyone like yourself or myself. I will be taking testosterone every day I can open the cap on the bottle. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. I mean, no one who's experienced uh, bioidentical hormone replenishing is going to want to stop. And there's no reason to. That was too was false science. Take it short time. No, it's false. You take it every single day you're on the planet Earth. Why would you do that? Because you'll love it. Because you'll want to. <laughs> Because you feel the safe. health benefits, including what you're mentioning, brain fog. I mean, so much of women's dementia is not caused by the things people are afraid of. It's caused by low estrogen. There's so many zillions of estrogen receptor sites in the brain. And when women lose their estrogen, 
That's why you get brain fog. Your brain does not function properly. But you're so dementia, dementia can be prevented through the hormone, appropriate hormone replacement therapy. Well, there's this many causes of dementia, and yet the main cause in women is the loss of estrogen. Now, there's some dementias that have other causes, and those need to be worked on. And there's a book called Ends of, End of Alzheimer's by Dr. Dale Bredesen, for those who really want to know a lot, but so much dementia can be prevented by adequate estrogen. Unbelievable. This is all, see this, I don't want this conversation to end because now I have so many questions. If dementia is preventable, what about Alzheimer's? It could be as well. What about depression? Because that is something that is very common right now. It's, it's, it's kind of one of those silent conditions that many, many men and women are suffering in the United States and in the world. So can depression be preventable by addressing appropriately the hormones? Well, you're opening up a big subject. We human beings, with all our richness and our beauty and our happiness and our joy, we're not finished with our mind and our emotions. And there's core basic emotional work, healing work for people to do. And in this lifetime, those who choose to ask the question, can I improve my ability to be happy? Can I improve my ability to love? Can I improve my ability to be a good person? they will enter into the study and healing of their own emotions in their mind. And that's basic information and tools and practice. However, almost everyone who loses their hormones, this is men losing testosterone. This is women losing testosterone and estrogen and progesterone. These hormones are so powerful that one of the first effects is a loss of mood going all the way to depression. So I'm never gonna say that hormones are the total cure for depression or anxiety, but so many women in midlife who've been living good lives, they feel good, they're happy, they're successful. Yes, we all have our stresses, but then they hit menopause and it's no longer um, a simple matter of um, normal life. They, they get surprised. They're developing anxiety and depression when they never had it in their life. These are the women that you, they really need the hormones. And I'm here today because of this. I, I had a patient, if I can tell a story, if it's okay. Yes, absolutely. I was a holistic doc for the beginning of my career till 1993 when one of my patients, Deborah, stormed into my office before office hours. I was working at my desk. She walked right up to my desk and pounded her fist at my desk. And she says, don't you think I, you know me? I am really going crazy. I'm telling you, I'm going crazy. And I knew her. She was so smart that she had retired in her 40s. So it wasn't a matter of intelligence. Think about that. Retired in her 40s. Wow. So she did good. And I gave her progesterone because I knew about the effect on mood and progesterone. Three weeks later, she wrote me a letter and said, I can't believe that stuff. I'm totally myself again. I'm here today because of that dramatic result in improving mood simply by restoring a woman's progesterone. This is a beautiful story. And I gotta tell you another one quick here. I had a conversation with a compounded pharmacist and he told me that he received a, a phone call from a dear friend of him one day, and um, and and the, he was a psychiatrist. He said, "Hey, I have a I have a patient here. It's a lady, and she's mid mid fifties, perfect life, wonderful husband, great family, um, no financial problems, nothing. She's depressed. I've been treating her for months." through their regular medicines for depression. And she's, uh, you know, more calm and everything, but she's still depressed. So I feel like she needs a different kind of help. I don't know what to do. Um, talk to her. So this compounded pharmacist talked to this lady. And the first question he asked was like, did you have your hormones checked? And she said, 
No, why do you think I'm old? So, so there you go. The, the first thing to think that the hormones has to be checked if you're old. But no. So he said, no, no, no. Did you have your hormones checked? It's important that you have them checked. So she said, no, I never thought about it. I, I, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm not, you know. So would you please find a, a person, a, a doctor that is a, you know, an specialist in hormone replacement therapy, have your hormones checked? 15 days after, he received a prescription for that woman on those hormones. So he compounded the formula and she started taking them. Two months after she was on the hormones, this, this uh, compounded pharmacy, they say they, they received flowers and chocolates and they didn't know from where they're coming. They were coming from the husband of the woman. He was so grateful because she was totally out of the uh, medication from depression. She was happy. She was back to herself and it was all related to hormone depletion. So, it is just to tell us that, again, the, the hormones have severe implications in our mental health and having them check on time, um, it, it is very important because depression is affecting so many people in the States. It's silent and you don't have to go through any stressors for having depression. You can have depression out of the blue and out of the blue means you need to find the core cause of it. So this is something that I, I learned through that story and you corroborated through yours. So this is incredible. So longevity, this is something, Dr. Um, Rosensweet, that we are always in seek of what is the perfect formula for the eternal youth. We know that um, we can be young forever, but we can age gracefully. And that's something that is very much on our interest to learn ways in which can we can age uh, more happy and and in a I would say successful aging process. So, what do you think would be that protocol that will help us to get that? There's several things, of course, and you probably name them over and over again to your audience. You know, good nutrition, exercise getting really skillful at handling stress, internal and external, and detoxifying. But the most powerful thing that all of us need to do is replenish those hormones in a really excellent way. I mean, I'm 81. I'm telling you, I still am functioning at high gear. <laughs> I can see your energy is amazing. Your skin looks very good. You have your hair. I mean, this is great. So, doctor, let me ask you something. Now that we talk on nutrition, are there foods that naturally help uh, the production of hormones more than others? The right foods are really important, but I don't see a direct relationship to hormones. I see a direct relationship to health and some basic principles right out of your garden is best organic organic you can get organic in stores that means the farming methods were like farming methods were for a hundred thousand years the soils were good there's no there's no toxins on there there's no herb killers or weed killers which are poisonous organic foods that really matters lots of vegetables those things really matter what about but, proteins from animals well, it varies person to person. There's some uh, folks that genetically, throughout their their ancestors, their 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 genes developed to need animal. Like you get people from Northern Europe, they weren't getting vegetables in the in the middle of winter. They had access to animals. Where at the other end of the spectrum, there's some folks who are genetically don't do well with animal. They, they, their ancestors grew up on vegetables primarily. It's an individual thing. Once again, Claudia, it's each individual needs to go on a process to see what balance of protein and animal protein is needed or not needed. And you want to get it right because people who have concepts about diet, they, they, um, but they're not really addressing what their own body needs, well, that's, we want to correct that. We want to get people to, over time, discover I need this much protein a day. And I need, I need it from vegetable sources only, 
or I need it from animal sources or a combination. Each individual can discover it's not that difficult. Um, when you're when you're paying attention to the subject and you're eating organic, you're going to find your way to the right amount of protein and whether animal protein is important and needed for you or not. So that and this is back to the individual approach to treatment. You know, it's same thing. Diet is an individual thing based on your needs. So we have talked a lot about the benefits of the uh, bioidentical hormone replacement therapies, but we haven't talked about are there potential potential side effects of these treatments? No, none. The side effect is feeling fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Now you can have wrong effects, but that's going to come from too much or too little. And you can be fooled. Many women are being undertreated. They've, they've taken care of their hot flashes, but when we go to test them, we see that they don't have enough to protect their bones in their vagina. So alleviation of symptoms alone is not good enough. You've got to go all the way to testing. And then on the other end, you can take too much. If you, if you give a woman too much estrogen, some women are going to feel high. They're going to feel animated. But all women are going to do what young women do. They're going to proliferate breast glandular cell tissue growth. That's risky. In a midlife woman, we don't want to be producing new cells in the breast. We don't. No. And the, the, What so about too much of too testosterone? Much. What about overdose of testosterone? Well, one thing about these hormones in most, but not all instances, is too much is problem. Like too much testosterone, women can get hair growth on their chin and in their mustache area. They can get irritable in a funny testosterone-ish way. So these hormones have built-in protection. Loose of the hair too. Yes, they can. So the, the hormones are so powerful that too much, like most women who take too much estrogen, they're going to get overgrowth of their breasts and they're going to get tender and pain and nipple tenderness. They're not going to like it. So there's a self-protection in there, but there is these exceptions where people are using super high doses and they're not getting the uh, unbeneficial symptoms. Those are dangerous. And it, it, it takes an expert to know that. Like I tested a woman who was on a pellet the other day And she had three times as much testosterone as her body needed. That's not a good long-term strategy. You don't want to take too much hormones. It's, it's not a safe thing. My question was because of that. I heard on some of the cases where these pellets that are under the skin can release a, a dosage of testosterone that is unwanted. And, um, and, and, and I don't know, but these, these pellets are very popular. I want to ask you, in, in your opinion, it is better to you know, control the dosage by doing it topically or injectable versus the pellet? It is the pellet releasing constantly this hormone, not exactly the best for the body. What is your opinion about that? Well, I think there are some small number of doctors who are administering pellets. They really know what they're doing. They figured it out. They have a lot of experience. But I don't think that that's the most common thing. It's not physiologic. You don't stick one dose in and expect it to last three months. And Correct. there's so many pellet errors out there that I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely not a fan of them except in the hands of the most expert. And then I test these women. They get that pellet in there like I'm treating a woman now. We can't, she's not happy. She's feeling not good, but we can't do anything until the pellet wears off because you can't remove them. And I know the intricacy it takes to d find the optimal dose, even with daily application, which is much more like your ovary did it. We're going to have women apply bias, the estrogen, twice daily. That's much more like the body did it. So it's, it's a work of art to do that when you're doing daily application, let alone once every three months. Um, I don't get it at all, and I'm a proponent. Of, and we're vulnerable. 
the, uh, the, the forces in this country that are trying to stop compounding bioidenticals, they single out the pellets because they know there's so much pellet trouble out there and it's one way they can attack us. So I hate to take stands on things that could injure someone's approach to medicine and, and their businesses, but I do take a stand on pellets. I think it takes the most expert of experts to get that one right. And that's not what I'm seeing going on out there. So for right now, I'm going to say, don't do it. So, Doug, what are we going to do with all of these, uh, as you say, corporate campaigns on really um, discredit the compounding pharmacies? And I understand that there are some compounded pharmacies that don't comply. I mean, I like everything, but there are some out there that are extremely good and they're helping so many people by being able to provide these formulas that are tailored specifically for each individual. So what, I mean, what do you think we can, as consumers um, of the healthcare system, what, what we can do from our side to really get this awareness of the importance of the of the compounding pharmacies and, and preventing you know the establishment for attacking them well that's a great question and oh my god claudia i could go on and on talking with you and i've got a commitment in four minutes so i'll try and limit to that and then if uh, another time would be a great honor absolutely man you just really have got the, the the good approach to things because I've been doing this for 30 years, I and I know so many compounding pharmacists, these are some of the most careful, interested professionals that I've ever run into, and they're so heavily regulated. And is there a bad apple? There's a few. I, I've only run into very few. Mostly, these are some of the most dedicated professionals that I've ever run into. And there is pressure because so many women chose compounded bioidenticals that the money shifted away from the pharmaceutical brands, Premarin and Prempro, to the L, to this thing, the compounded bioidenticals. And they, you know, these are strange forces going on in the world. But what I would recommend that you go to cbhrtcoalition.org. And it's a website. And you can talk to your congressman. Very Within a week or so, we're going to have a link that you can talk to your congressperson. And you will we'll have your email address so that if real trouble comes down, there hasn't been real trouble yet, but it's floating out there. Or um, APC, a, APC.com, the American Pharmaceutical Compounders. There's ways that you can add your name to a list of people who really care about this. And it's important to do. I'm so glad you brought this up as the last thing. We need it to save important. this excellent way to do it. And uh, we're big tent people. We believe whatever women want to choose, pharmaceuticals. Absolutely. It's part of our freedoms. And you mentioned it. We want the best for our bodies. And the best is the personalized approaches, the, the, the pharmacies that can design, tailor, and provide individual formulations for each patient as he needed. We're not all the same as, as, as you know, the establishment want to see us. All consumers, you, you guys, this is what I have for all of you. It's not true. Not so, medicine. No, 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 like that. So, Dr. Rosenswitz, this has been a delightful conversation with you. I want to uh, reiterate to my audience that they can download your audiobook for free, and we're going to have the link right here in the comments below. Please let us know what you think about this topic. And if there are some other um, topics of conversation that we want us to, to, you know, to bring Dr. Rosenswith in the future and talk specifically about, let us know in the comments below. Go and, and read the book, download the book, and get informed about um, how hormones can make your life happier. So, Dr. Rosenswith, thank you very much for staying here with us. This has been a very enlightening conversation. I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. And I know our audience is going to love it too. Thank you, Claudia. You're a force of nature. And I really am grateful that you're out there advocating for this. It's a, it's a great thing for the health of this planet.
Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's time for giving. Thank you so much, Dr. Rosensweet. Have a wonderful evening. And for you ladies and men out there, my listeners, remember, health is wealth for the body, mind, and soul. Take care. If you enjoyed the content of this conversation with Dr. Rosensweet, please leave us your comments below. We love to hear from you. We want to know if you find this information helpful, if you have questions for those Dr. Rosensweet. Also, please subscribe to our channel and hit the notification button so you will be notified every time we have more contacts like this. Thank you very much for listening. And if you like the information that we shared with you today, please subscribe to the Express Soul Health and Wellness Podcast and follow us in the social media outlets of your choice. Until next time, please remember, health is wealth for the body, mind and soul.